Hello, gorgeous heartbeat, and welcome to Heartbeats Harbor. I'm your host, Brianna Hozak, and I'm here to shine the light on the shadow path we walk as heartbeat women. Women rising into leadership roles as light workers, change makers, world shakers, or as I call us, heartbeats, do not have an easy path to walk. It often feels lonely, painful, and unique, but I'm here to help you see how very not alone you are and how beautiful the shadows surrounding you actually are when you love and integrate them on your healing journey. I create spaces and opportunities for women to step into deeper self-awareness, self-acceptance, and personal healing, community and sacred circles, as well as leadership of themselves, their families, their communities, and beyond. My business and my life is and always will be about massive change in the ways things are done around the world. I believe it's a big part of my purpose on this planet to be a voice for those who don't have one, a safe harbor for those who need one, and a beacon of light to inspire a better way. None of this is easy. I've learned that big impact requires bold action and delusional levels of confidence, as well as a ton of shadow work. If you love what you hear on this podcast and you want to be part of the growing, supportive online village of Heartbeats Harbor, make sure you join my Facebook group, which is linked below in the show notes. Now, I can't wait to get started, so let's turn on the lights. Hello, gorgeous heartbeats and light and shadow beings. That's right, we are all made up of both aspects, light and dark. No matter what background you come from, religious or not, spiritual or not, you have both light and shadow aspects. I love both. I work with both. Neither is good or bad, and that's the number one misconception I will work towards clearing up on this podcast. Often, especially for those coming from a religious background, shadows or the dark are associated with evil or bad. However, this is a misconception and a misunderstanding. Even in biblical texts, Satan, or Lucifer, was originally an angel, possibly the most beloved of all literally called the morning star, which makes it obvious that he would have been of light and possibly even the brightest of them all. When he was cast out, he would have been cast into the darkest shadow to cover that brilliant light. Did that make the shadow bad? No, it was simply a way of hiding what God, universe, source would have wanted hidden. It was a way of dampening the brightness of that particular angel's light so that others would be less attracted to follow it. Please note, I am not arguing or trying to convince anyone that Satan is good, or that what he did wasn't wrong, or even that he doesn't try to convince people to follow a path other than God's own. This may be the worst example because of how controversial it seems, but I wanted to make the point that Satan's evil nature did not change the shadow. The shadow simply hid him, making him less known. It just was, not right or wrong, good or bad. Now, to put it into perspective, we human beings build our perceptions and understanding of the world and our basic beliefs by the age of seven. And anything we learn after that is harder to integrate, although not impossible. For example, when we're teased at five years old, we might decide that whatever part of ourselves we were teased for is bad and therefore tuck it away or hide it in the shadows. Energetically, of course, but even sometimes physically. Often, we hide it so well that we don't even remember. Most of the time, we don't even realize we've done it. 
Then, at say 30 years old, we might discover that our bold, unique behavior that came naturally to us would serve us much better than the meek, subservient behavior we adopted instead. Only, that no longer feels natural. It feels uncomfortable, awkward, and even fake. When we try to show up authentically, we don't even know what that feels like because it's been so long. We might be aware that we hide our out-there opinions, but not that we could find such joy in them now, that speaking them now would call in our tribe, and that we want to repel the ones who don't align. For example, the teasing children when we were younger. Just as much as we want to attract people who do align. This is just one example, but for most of us, there are tons of situations where it applies. Dozens, maybe hundreds of shadows. And instead of feeling overwhelmed by or scared of that, I want to help you to see it for the potential for growth it signifies. We get to work on or acknowledge our shadows. We get to heal them, accept them, and integrate them. We get to uncover and discover them. I am so blessed to be not only a light worker, but a shadow worker as well. I love helping women to discover these missing puzzle pieces and gently accept and integrate them to become more whole and vibrant, lighter versions of themselves. So what we call a shadow is actually not the shadow. It's a hidden aspect or a secret that lies dormant. It's something we're unaware of or even ignoring. It's something we might very well be afraid to look at. They usually consist of things we were afraid of or thought were ugly, unacceptable, or uncomfortable at one point in our lives. Some examples might be sexual orientation, leadership qualities such as outspoken tendencies, creative or eclectic tastes that are so important for creating change in the world, and more. Smaller and yet just as important shadows may consist of limiting beliefs that we see as insignificant, not really having much noticeable impact on our lives. They can be limiting beliefs we're aware of but don't fully understand. They might even be our physical insecurities, such as freckles, cellulite, or gray hair. Some may be more difficult. Painful memories and hard experiences are sometimes blocked out of our minds so that we don't have to feel the emotions related to them. All of these things, however, are a part of who we are. When you ignore a part of you, it's like leaving another child out on the playground. Ignoring these parts of yourself is like playing hide-and-seek as a toddler with an if-I-can't-see-you-you-can't-see-me mindset. Unfortunately, just like at three years old when your parents really could see you, your shadows are still affecting your life. Worse, the longer you ignore them, the bigger and more widespread the effects on your life will be. And the longer you ignore them, the bigger and more widespread the effects on the world will be. Again, with the radical responsibility, I know. But remember, we're changing the world here. So, let's dig into our shadows together. Get ready to take radical responsibility for your life. I love this quote from a song I heard the other day by Nabil and Karim. It's called Spiritual Revolutionary. The quote goes like this. I am the change that I want to see because I'm a spiritual revolutionary. I loved that so much. I'll link the song in the show notes. But take control of your life. You get to change it. You create your reality. Be a spiritual revolutionary by changing your life. 
It's how you start to change the world around you and begin to ripple out into the rest of the world. So, how can you start if you feel overwhelmed by this task? Take a journal or a notebook, a sticky note, an empty envelope, whatever you have available, and start dumping out the hard or bad or painful parts of your life down on it. We don't want to focus on the negative, but we don't want to ignore it either. Then, pick the least intimidating one. Facing and integrating your shadows is not for the faint of heart. And just like anything else, it's a muscle and a habit that you build so that you can get better at it. Start small so you don't overwhelm yourself. Now, ask yourself, where did this particular hard thing stem from in my life? Trace it backwards to its source as far as you can, looking at each step along the path from the perspective of what part you played in it. Be brutally honest with yourself. Now, find the common denominator. What actions, feelings, fears, beliefs, etc. are showing themselves as a theme in this string of your life's tapestry? Ask yourself, where or when did you first feel that feeling? When did you first decide that something meant a particular outcome or result was set in stone? Who told you it was so, or did you deduce it on your own? What happened that triggered your response? The more questions you ask yourself, the clearer you will get in understanding your inner workings. You will be amazed by some of the things that pop up. Many times, the uncovered information will be so illogical, you will easily be able to let it go, clear it, and change your beliefs around it so that it can stop affecting your life or the world so negatively. This would be integrating that shadow. Loving the version of you who so easily believed the lies, miscommunications, or misunderstandings. Knowing that there was no ill intent or malice behind it. Knowing that your innocence and youth were the only blocks to your understanding and that now you get to change it. And then doing just that. Boom. Integration. Of course, it's not usually just a one and done thing, but the power is within you always. Don't give up on it when you backslide. It's normal. Remember the last episode and remind yourself, I am still worthy. You will have to remind yourself and create new habits, practice the new beliefs again and again, even for the easiest to contradict beliefs, and that is okay. It will be harder sometimes too, and that is also okay. You can do this. And repeat. And know that as you heal and shine the light on your shadows and integrate your new set of beliefs, new shadows can still be created and will be. This is a lifelong journey. The more you do on this journey, the bigger the impact you will make in the world. As Michael Jackson said, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look in the mirror and make a change. You can change one thing or a hundred. It will all make a difference. I encourage you not to stop. Don't give up. The more you heal, the farther you get on this path, the easier it gets, the faster you progress through each shadow and integration. Some of them will still knock you on your ass, but it will get easier to get back up. You'll begin to laugh at them and find the knockdowns endearing because you understand the freedom and love they allow you to experience once you've accepted them. You can decide if you want to start right into another one or give each one time to integrate based on how you function. I personally move very quickly. Others move more slowly, and there is no right or wrong or better way to do this. I also highly recommend having help. 
a supportive community, a group or mastermind type program to walk through it, a coach or mentor who can hold your hand and give you an outside perspective, a therapist who can hear all the embarrassing and hard things that come up without judgment, etc. My Facebook community is a great starting point if you want to find your tribe or the right mentor to walk with you on your unique path. You can join that from the link in the show notes in any episode of this podcast. I consistently work through my own shadows, and I do not do it alone. I have a series of women's circles, shamanic sisters, and ultra-amazing friends mixed with programs I take on an ongoing basis designed to walk through these paths of shadows and light and not do it alone. I also help other women to do the same thing, to see and accept the duality in their lives, that there are, in fact, both light and shadow aspects to almost everything we experience. The deeper your understanding goes with these, the more vivid and brilliant your life becomes. I love seeing the joy that comes in with understanding and loving our shadows. I also love supporting women in healing the pain and difficulty that can arise on this path sometimes. Going forward, sometimes shadows will pop up on their own. Sometimes we can choose to dig in in this way and find one to work on. I find that once you get the momentum going, you won't have to search for them anymore. Now, you still might be wondering, why would you want to look at your shadows more closely? Why shine the light on that darkness and possibly bring up painful or hard things that you seem to be doing fine without? Let's take a perceived money block, for example. I'll use a story of my own to help lay it all out for you. As a newly single mom, an entrepreneur, and someone who is certainly destined to create waves of change in the world, I still struggled to see how I could possibly ever get to the point where I was making enough money not only to support myself and my kids, but also to be able to pour into programs and causes that I believed in. How could I get to the point where I didn't need the government support checks or the child support? I couldn't envision a time where I didn't need those things to supplement my income. This showed up in my life as living paycheck to paycheck, bouncing payments, not being able to say yes to any extras for my kids or myself, struggling to put food on the table and keep a roof over our heads, and more. We had internet and TV services cut off, then power, then lost our home. This seemed to me to clearly be a money block. I must have some sort of limiting belief, some installed pattern that needed to be cleared out before I could make enough money, let alone more than enough. Wrong. Well, not entirely. I did have limiting beliefs mixed in there too. Also, some newer but still quite powerfully hidden spending habits that had wormed their way in while I was in full abundance with my ex-husband. But at the very core of this, there were so many shadows to be uncovered. A big one was my self-worth. I felt unworthy of that kind of money. I didn't feel special enough, important enough, or smart enough to be worthy of making that kind of money. There was also a big one around women being able to be the sole or main breadwinner. That one was a tangled up mess, with a ton of limiting beliefs and misunderstandings from my childhood all mixed in. Like moms were supposed to stay home with their kids. Women who worked were bad. People with lots of money were bad, entrepreneurs couldn't be wealthy, and more. There was a very painful one around being enough. Being either too much or being not enough had been my status quo for most of my life. There was no sense of just being enough, or of being more than enough. 
ADHD for me was a big cause of this, but then again, so was being the perceived black sheep. The one who had to experience things for herself and couldn't learn from others' mistakes. Hello, human design profile 1-3. The one who was outspoken and goofy and clumsy and obnoxious and who wanted to know all the aspects of everything through experience before ever deciding on what she wanted. The one who liked everything she shouldn't and pushed the limits and expectations every time. There's a big difference between being too much and being more than enough. Now, I know that I am more than enough, that I am so enough, there is no way of describing just how enough I am. Let me tell you, that was a long road to recovery or integration. I could list out so many things, and every single one was tied up in me not being able to make ends meet. And that was just how it affected my immediate world. Now let's broaden the perspective to its ripple effect. My kids were learning limiting beliefs from me during this time. My fears of not being able to provide were coming out as frustration with them for not being quiet enough, not listening well enough, being too obnoxious so that I couldn't focus, etc. See how the patterns can repeat without us even realizing through the generations? Talk about a ripple effect. The women in my world weren't being served from my highest, influential, potent, and empowering place of leadership either, thus potentially missing out on massive growth in their own lives, creating ripples in their families and communities, and with their clients, and so on. I wasn't contributing to causes I felt deserved contribution. My contributions could have saved lives. I was suffering mentally more and more daily because of late fees, warnings, and threats from collections. I closed off more and more from friends and family as I got more and more behind, thus harming relationships from lack of contact, possibly hurting people's feelings, and definitely missing out on some quality time with people like my Nana, who has since passed. The ripples are unending. None of this is intended to create guilt for me, and thankfully, I am at a point in my healing journey where it truly doesn't. I appreciate every difficult healing step for what it teaches me, the growth I experience, and how much more authentically and powerfully I get to show up in the world now that I have done that work. Do not allow regrets and guilt over could-have-beens and should-haves to hold you down. You can't change the past. You can't change others. You can only change yourself, and through that, change the future. When we heal ourselves, we not only get to enjoy our lives more now, but we also heal the world one ripple at a time. This was one perceived shadow. There were a whole bunch of baby shadows and different branches of the shadow's family, etc. with this one. This one was not simple. This one is one I still work on integrating and healing from consistently because there are so many layers and complexities to it. Again, I didn't and still do not work through these things alone. Sometimes support comes from the most unlikely places. And sometimes I pay to have someone support me. There is nothing wrong with any way of doing it. But again, I recommend having support in some form. I hope that something in this episode has helped you to understand or realize the importance of your own healing journey. My challenge to you is to dig into just one shadow that you can change your life through. And if you do, I want to hear about it. Share with me on social media using the hashtags shadow work and or heartbeats harbor and tag me in your post so that we can inspire others as well 
I may even share your story on here someday too. In the next episode, I'm going to dig into how letting go of control can be the key to creating the life of your dreams. So I hope you'll join me for a dose of inspiration to counteract the shadow work I just know you're going to dig into this week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe to be notified of new episodes. If you really love it here and want to help spread the light, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. They help so much. If you love listening and want to be part of the interactive and incredible online community we're growing, make sure you click the link in the description box and join the Facebook group. I promise you it is not like other groups you've been in. Hope to meet you there soon, and I'll be talking to you next week, sending you all my love from my heartbeat to yours.